0: the thing with like you know defamation of character stuff like that that's even like the narrative on me which i don't talk about with you know i have a lawsuit against this youtuber who's a small-time youtuber if you don't know the background you're like oh it's this guy who's big in the space doing the smaller guy no no, no, i don't give a fuck if you want to criticize my fight picks or my stand-up my podcast That's what I'm a public figure. I signed up for that. That stuff does not bother me. When you start slandering my name, stealing content and creating this false narrative of cheating on my wife and doing all this crazy shit and the the defamatory stuff and using content and the clickbait stuff like that for years, well, then we're not playing the same game, man. Then I have to do something. If you made an entire career off defamation, I have to do something several times I've had my team reach out and go we don't want to pursue this dude just stop and he wouldn't so what would you do so this narrative that oh this, this bigger YouTuber is showing this other YouTuber for no reason to silence him You know, I thought you didn't get down with cancel culture I don't any fast this is different you gotta you got know your facts, you gotta know your details so this goes the only reason I bring that because with Tony Ferguson when you say this DC, a guy who's a public figure and is associated with brands like myself, yeah, yeah, and when you say cocaine use or drug use or this other stuff, it's going to affect his bottom dollar, and that's when this has to be addressed. If you don't say, oh, he has the, the shittiest fight picks or he's bad at English or, you know, I didn't like his stand-up, I think Louis C.K. is better no shit. That's fine. That's all yeah, good. That's fine. But then when, when you start going down that dark road, man, you start going down, you know, the, the these these clip baity things that are defamation of character for years, 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 years hundreds of videos. For years, when I got my attention, that's where this goes. I just don't talk about it, and the problem when you don't talk about it is people can jump to assumptions. Go, oh, this this bigger guy is trying to silence the little guy because he's critical. No, you kidding me? How many people are critical. I don't do that. Doesn't bother me. Be critical. That's what I signed up for. But the defamation. Now you got my attention. Start doing this evil stuff, I'm yeah. gonna come for you, man. That's what's happening. Yeah, I gonna mess with your livelihood. That's just going You start much. messing with my business, hard. my family, yeah. trust me. I'm gonna come for you. Yeah, well I'm glad you kind of discussed a little mm-hmm. And I to be honest, after going everything I've been through, I'm always a guy, and you guys know it's in here, I'm always glass half full. You're gonna get criticism, you're gonna get hate, you just keep on keeping on. I've always said that I'm I'm like a fucking racehorse. So I'm here, I don't pay attention. The problem with that kind of attitude or that business model is if you don't address some things, people can jump to conclusions and come up with their own narratives that aren't going to, you know, you need to say why you're doing it. Sometimes you have to address that stuff. Otherwise it's a bad look. It can be a bad and I'm, look. And I'm, and I'm learning, you know, even though I've been doing this for 10,000 years hours, I'm, you know, I'm learning, oh, when it's something that major, you should probably address it and make it very clear. Yeah.
1: Now I know. So Size on Z emerges victorious in this legal battle against Brendan Shaw. From the ruling, since Mr. Swindell's, Size on Z's videos are unlikely to function as substitutes for the copyrighted videos in the original and potential derivative markets, the fourth fair use factor weighs in Mr. Swindell's favor but a use that has no demonstrable effect upon the potential market for or the value of the copyrighted work need not be prohibited in order to protect the author's incentive to create. The prohibition of such uses would merely inhibit access to ideas without any countervailing benefit, weighing the factors and circumstances, weighing the factors together with the instant circumstances. The court concludes that Mr. Swindle's use of the copyrighted material is fair, Three of the four statutory factors weigh in Mr. Swindle's favor, and Mr. Window's use of the copyrighted material serves a public benefit.
2: See, I'm doing the public a benefit by trashing Brendan Job.
1: See Campbell. Criticism can provide social benefit by shedding light on an earlier work and in the process creating a new one. Blah blah. All the way to the end. Because Mr. Swindle's use of the copyrighted material is fair, The plaintiff's motion for summary judgment is denied, and the defendant's motion for summary judgment is granted. Because Thick Boy did not violate blah blah, Mr. Swindle's motion for sanction... (laughs)
0: Hazel, Hazel, Hedy, Lobo, the Alpha,
3: One in the 80s. Run me crazy, bomb me crazy, cause I ghost y'all. Kill rapper, be yourself, fuck the close go. Boy, where to do that? Eh, where to do that? Eh, this ain't spitting your poop apart, where to chew that? Eh, yo, your pussy look like Shaq, where to do that? Eh, I got no bounce for the ounce, just that newfound zest. What you say, y'all? We go off in the flash, super say, y'all. Keep your game fly, boy, we ain't play y'all. Like the fuck the world up, run away, y'all. Mama raised a rap. King like Angela Bassett She raised a pop king Like Angela Bassett She never played a rock queen Like Angela Bassett But was rolling on that river Like Angela Bassett Folks asking me When you gonna put them For your city I'm a weird guy People lolly day and riding with me Then I call on my brother
2: Brendan Shaw out here Catching L's as usual So he got destroyed by, uh, I want to say an MMA journalist, but she was like a former Playboy model, and Sean Strickland. So she posted this video of Brendan Schaub talking about how the UFC was in on Sean Strickland sparring with Sneeko. And she puts, here's the thing about Brendan Schaub. I love the guy, but his take has to be, more stupid than Sneeko agreeing to spar Sean Strickland, LOL. Brendan Schaub, do you really think Dana White in the UFC would risk it all for Sneeko and Sean Strickland? I have the answer. It's hell no. L-M-A-O. And then Sean Strickland put, L-M-A-O, they act like I murdered a man. So a man wanted to fight and got beat up. So effing what? That's how you become an effing man. Don't belittle him. He took his ass beating like a man and will be better for it. Good job. I was impressed. Sean McCorkle just puts, here's the thing about Brendan Schaub. He sucks bad. (laughs) But Brendan Schaub did respond to this, and he put, listen, here's the thing about Nina Marie. Love the girl, but she's new. How long are we going to pretend the UFC has morals, and this is such a reach? Maria, you attend every Power Slap event, for starters, which was created by the ownership of the UFC. Legit MMA journalists are banned for not giving cupcake questions from UFC events. Don't even get me started on fighter pay. Assuming UFC is open to a YouTuber getting his ass whooped is far from a bad take. A lawsuit doesn't scare the UFC. Please look in the current lawsuit from over 100-plus former fighters. I can go on on how this is far from a reach. Still love you. Now, Brendan Shaw, I don't know anything about this, nor do I care, could be completely right, but he's an idiot and a liar, so I'm just going to assume that he's not right. <laughs> And the audacity of this guy to talk about lawsuits when he's suing me. And keeps lying about why he's doing it. He keeps saying it's defamation when he's suing me for copyright. Uh, pathetic. But, I mean, it, this dude continues to catch L's. Sean Strickland hates him. And, um, damn, Nina Marie. I have to go look at some pictures of her. But, you yeah, let me know don't care if people don't like you. You've just never cared?
4: I try to do things and if I'm going to be mean, I try to do it in a very concise way that it's like, you kind of have to laugh and respect it, but I'm not, I've said some like really mean stuff, but it's like you, I've got to give you some rope. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a comic who just kept giving me advice. This is okay. like a couple months ago, just kept being like, Oh, you should do this as a podcast. You should do this. And I'm like trying to be playful for as long as mm-hmm. I can. And finally, I'm like, if I need any more career advice, I'll let you know. And the room last the I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. And everyone's like, that was really funny. I'm like, I didn't I wasn't trying to be mean, but he like didn't give me any choice. Yeah. I saw him and Anthony Jeselnik talk before uh, a show one time in the green room and he had reference to time before when he was like trying to like give anthony jesson like advice and it was in front of other people and he kind of framed it as like oh yeah anthony snapped at me but i'm like well yeah you're trying to like he's one of the greatest living you know what i mean like yeah, special yeah. like like yeah. and he's also like he's kind of got this mystique where like he doesn't even need to use instagram or social media it's yeah. just, like you know like when anthony does like drops a special like i'm watching it yeah, you know yeah, yeah. um and i've seen him perform enough times where like he's he, you obviously know it's like he's all about comedy and doesn't give a hook and um brendan tried to say he's like oh yeah we used to try to like this and like he made he was kind of giving him like because brendan in his mind is like oh well i'm like a business and marketing guy so i'm trying to give anthony justin like advice but he made it seem like he's like anthony's talking this way and it's kind of like hey brendan i think i got it like, he, like, yeah. some, like <laughs> he says that and like winks at him i'm like right that was Anthony Jesenek's way of being like, hey, you fucking idiot. Don't ever talk to me about anything relating my experience.
2: So, I mean, Anthony Jesenek had to put Brendan Schaub in his place. I mean, the unmitigated gall, the audacity to go for Brendan Schaub to go up to Anthony Jesenek and try to give him advice on anything. And by the way, this wasn't that long ago, so this is well after Brendan Schaub's career was completely over, by the way. After, you know, he couldn't sell any tickets and nobody watches his podcast. This wasn't that long ago that this happened. So, I mean, but to go up to Jess on and be like, hey, Anthony, J guy who sells out theaters and has hit specials and... <laughs> Uh, let me give you advice but that's just what you know bapa does he just goes and uh mark harley <laughs> revealing that yeah it, 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 the Jessica was talking about shop in which we all kind of knew that because what other comedian would go up to Anthony Jessel who's under him and try and give him advice other than bread. Thermo
0: X, the newest, most powerful fat incinerator ever with key no ingredients to help you the stuff fat friend. fast and get lean fast, happily free text 231, 231 enter the keyword gold. Text 231, enter the keyword gold.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like Dalia has just had it enough. You can't handle Shab anymore, and like, what must be going through his mind when you know he has to listen to this dummy babble and try and read an ad read in which he can't, and he's got to be thinking, I was gonna be the guy. I was in movies. I had Netflix deals. I had at uh, Chris Dalia. If he never would have got accused, he wasn't going to be, like, the guy. He would be, like, four movies in of just him starring in his own comedy movies and, like, decently budgeted Hollywood movies right now. And now you have to sit next to that idiot and the other idiot and listen to them babble. And he's just got to be like, what happened to my life? Why am I here? Why am I here next to Brendan Schaub and Eric Griffin? Mainly Schaub, too. Like, he's probably, like, friends with Griffin or something. I mean, the fall from grace and the fact of what this guy has gone through and his mental breakdown and the neck tattoo. If he wasn't such an egomaniac, he probably would have offed himself a while ago, losing everything he lost. But, I mean, just... Just to look on his face of Shut up, stupid. Why am I here? And I don't even know why he's here. I mean, Shab's not making any money, but I know Shab is paying him like separately, but he can make a lot he makes a lot more money just doing his podcast. I guess to ed- extra income, I guess, but I mean the torture that this man must be going through having to sit next to stupid it's just hilarious to me. How
4: much you want to bet? I'll bet. We'll say within.
3: I mean, dude, so much. It's like SNL going. It's like SNL bringing Shane back, dude. It's like it's that, very different. Uh, Shane did not say, "I love Hitler." Yes, he has. But not. But not like <laughs> they've heard the tape yet. But, uh, here's what I'll say. Yeah, we haven't put that one back on gas yet. <laughs> but here's the deal. <laughs> Kanye had a very long, committed episode where he, and he's still doing it. Here's the thing, Lewis. He hasn't asked for forgiveness. There, he's expressing he contrition. No, he did. He he put out an apology. He just did a listening party. In fucking Hebrew. dude. He, he just did a listening party. Did you see where, the Hebrew apology? He just did a listening party where he goes, I'm still an anti-Semite. Really? Yes. He's not. Damn yeah, it, dude. Kanye, come on, dude. I gotta win this bet. Adidas is, they have stockholders. They have a whole thing. Like, yeah. I just don't think he comes back to Adidas. Does he have concerts? Sure.
4: Oh, no, for sure I'll have concerts.
3: You know what I mean? Yeah. Is the album, this new album good? I didn't hear it. Well, you know, the new, oh, by the way, this is kind of interesting, but do you know who Adidas is using now? Chris D'Elia. <laughs> No, I'm de- I'm dead serious. He is in a commercial. No, he's coaching a girls' track team. <laughs> no, Tim, that's not why they're running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, let's take a quick moment and thank one of our.
2: I just love how Brendan Schaub and his whole little. L.A. crew, just openly get mocked by the other comedians. Tim Dillon, with a great shot at Chris D'Elia. He's the new spokesperson for Adidas coaching a girls' track team. Uh, I mean, when you're just open fodder for other comedians, I mean, the fall of Chris D'Elia is astonishing. This dude was in movies, he had a Netflix deal with Brian Callan to have their own show. Then all the accusations come out. He gets dropped by his representation, loses everything, and is now reduced to doing a podcast with Brendan Schaub. Wow. <laughs> Talk about a fall from grace. You were using you Hollywood movies and how he has to do... A friggin' podcast with Camel Joe next to him and Eric Griffin. Uh, You almost feel kind of bad for him until you realize he's insane. And he got that neck tattoo when he turned 40. And he's still doing all the stuff he's doing. But, I mean, his wife obviously doesn't care. Why would she care? No one shouldn't really care unless, like, the underage thing is true. But, I mean, aside from all that, I don't really care what he did. But I just love the fact that other comedians are openly trashing it. did a live, the Fighter and the Kid podcast episode at the Vulcan Theater in Austin, Texas. We got pictures and testimony from somebody who was there. And it was a complete and utter failure. So, the Vulcan Theater holds about... Six hundred and fifty people, according to the guy that was there, there was maybe at most a hundred people there, and I I think like seven. They sold seventy tickets, and the rest were just giveaways. Um, according to the guy, Shab wasn't funny at all. Confirmed that he's not going to be doing stand up for a while because he has to focus on the kids. He said Callan mainly carried this entire thing. They even brought chin up. Um, Other than that, though, I mean, all right, the dude can't sell tickets doing stand-up, and now he can't even sell tickets doing his podcast, which is his main thing now because he's done with stand-up, either completely or not. He said he's not doing it for a while So this is the main source of income. Still finding an excuse, though, to get on an airplane and try and meet some baddies and take some addies, I see. And by the way, you can't do that much stand-up because you have to spend time with his family. But he can still get on a plane and do a live podcast. What's the difference, really? But, I mean, the podcast is... His most notable thing now when he came and sell tickets to that thing. That is sad and pathetic. And ugh, look at him on stage. I just guarantee you saying nothing and not being funny at all. <laughs> and then Callan has to do everything. Callan probably pretty much is doing stand up up there and everything. But and, ooh, look at his loser in the golden hour shirt right away. <laughs> Oof disturbing the kind of person who would go see Brendan Shaw live disturbing but uh, yeah another complete and total failure alright what do we got what do you got brother
3: Yeah. yes you, you, you saw us on the street we're the same go on yep So you know why? Because he was on the phone. I saw that. I clocked that. Yeah. I clocked it. Because you were like that and you were excited. So I'm always like, thank you. And I want to make it up Because he
0: you. doesn't have, I have to. So I have to deal with like the booking, all the guest he lists. all the work. Making sure this is set up, all this. Yeah. Brian just shows up. Yeah, he's like this. He's like, he's doing and this. And it's been that way for 12 years. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not so I am a little stressed out, out. it's right before the show. I love you, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brian's like a lab. But I'm glad you called him out. Brian's like a Labrador. You know, he's just happy
3: you, to see you. You do look, but sometimes when you meet people, you do look as though you're a little bit worried about what they're going to do to you. So I've, you kind of like go, I got trust issues. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you're going to stab me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, run 2024! Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. like, I don't know. Yeah, you're like my sister. Like when I meet people, I smile right away. My sister and
0: him, they just go like this. What's
3: up,
4: man? You know why this is sad, but
0: people are so mean to me on the internet, I assume you're be mean to me out there. And I'm waiting for it. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. Yeah, but they, but you know what? If they're mean to you, you can you can squeeze them.
3: Exactly. That's why I'm, I'm ready for it. Oh, okay. At all times. But you can do it smiling. It's way creepier. No, I don't want to do I that. If I was as strong as you, I'd go, hi, thank you. <laughs> and the last
0: thing they see is your teeth. You'll go to a better place. I don't want to do that. What else we got?
2: What's up, Doc? Oof. Oof. Terrible. Yo, Brian Callan looks like the bat from Fern Gully. First of all, shot what adult? N- never mind. What grown man publicly says, People are mean to me on the internet. What a loser. Ew. Ew. <laughs> uh, By the way, I don't even mind that Reddit joke. It's just that Brendan Schaub is so unfunny that even when he tells, like, a decent joke or has a decent line, he still gets no laughs because he's not funny. He doesn't know how to deliver it. But, I mean, complaining that people on the internet are mean to you, that is – whoa, whoa. What a pathetic loser. And then complain about it publicly. That's the other sad thing. Just, people are mean to me on the internet. It hurts my feelings, guys. It's like, dude, ew. (laughs) Weren't you a UFC fighter? And you're complaining about people being, and by the way, no one's ever really been mean to Brendan Shaw. Brendan Shaw has not gotten one-tenth of the harassment that others have got. Like, the O&A guys will get uh, from their subreddit or any other subreddit. he No one's called his gigs to try and get his gigs canceled. No one's ever going up to him in real life. No one's harassed his family in real life. Go ask Joe Cumia how mean the internet could be. <laughs> That's only I can tell you how mean the internet is, Joe Cumia, but you shout the. Faced any of that, but I to go and continue to complain about the internet is mean to me. Wah. Uh, shut up, stupid! You joke, camel looking. <laughs> Jim Norton, continuing his press run, went on the Fighter and the Kid podcast, in which Brendan Schaub finally admitted he steals. So I am going to play this and give you my thoughts on it. But um, he finally admitted it, so let's check it out
0: didn't know that I was talking Hell's Angels. Show <laughs> they make so much money off merch. Their license on the merch in my head. I'm like, who the fuck's rocking Hell's Angel merch? And why? Like, unless they... you're a Hell's Angel. And who the fuck would ever do it illegally? Like, do they actually have a, a lawyer that deals with their copyright? Like, who's actually oh, going to, to deal with the story? Them? I had to deal with it. Yeah, them. yeah. We did. We did a. Uh... A similar, like, you know how it says, like, California? Yeah, yeah. So we did a similar Fire and Kid thing, and they reached out. I'm talking. Like, we've had Disney come after us, ESPN, off merch. Yeah, you don't want the Hells Angels going, hey. Right. Like, oh, okay, no problem. How fast do I delete this? No, but it's not even, like, a a scared, like, muscle technique. Like, their lawyers were within an hour when it was posted. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, my bad. Disney took a day or two. When they say, do they want money...
5: Because I almost did for Chip Chipperson, I almost did these uh, Marvel ones, but I'm like,
0: eh, it, it they'll flag it. I just didn't do it. I mean, anything with like. You can do it if it's a parody. That's how, like, bar, you know how Barstool, you'll be like, how can they do a Roger Goodell face? Right. It's a parody. Like, that's how they get away with it. Huh? Yeah. This would have been kind of a. It it's, a it's, it's a gray area with it when it's a parody. Yeah. I do it all the time with merch. Like, the smiley face with a thick boy, like, smiley face. You know, there's a family from, like, ni- the 1960s who owns the smiley face rights. So when you see, like, uh, Justin really? Bieber, Theo Vaughn, when you see a smiley face, they have to give percentage of sales to this family. Wow. So they go, cool, you can use a smiley face, but we get this much, or you can just pay us a flat fee of this much. Oh, felicit, it's at least it. Yeah, and the flat fee was so much, I was like, oh, I'll just come up with a different design. Damn. It's some family owns the smiley face. That's incredible. Wait, yeah. just the circle with the smile yep. in it? Forrest Gump did not invent that. Yep. Wow. That's really yeah. weird. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah. It's annoying. I thought it was just universal smiley face. Anybody knows. Some family's legacy? Yeah. Hey, smiley some face. fucking kid doodled this and we decided to go
3: and, and yeah. get a patent. Yeah. Who's um, the basketball coach that, that uh, patented three Pete? Jerry Sandusky. Coach?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. it's like, always my go-to-go. to like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of
2: get off. Okay, so he just admitted what we've all known that he steals everything and he continues to plan on stealing all the logos and everything, but he actually admitted that Disney and ESPN and other companies have actually threatened to sue him for his thievery. Which I know every time he would do it, the fighter nicked subreddit would immediately go on like Twitter and stuff and send it to Disney saying, "Hey, this guy's ripping off your copyrights." I never thought anything ever came of it, but according to Brendan Job, behind the scenes, oh yeah, they got sent cease and desist orders. But the fact that this guy steals everything and then has the audacity to try and sue people. It, it, It baffles the mind. By the way, Jim Norton doing the press tour on The Fire and the Kid, odd pairing. But, I mean, he just admits he steals. And the dummy doesn't even realize that's what he admitted. But he admitted he steals. Like I've always said, everything he's ever done, even to his bits on stage, they're all stolen. Now, other comedians don't really care because he's terrible at stand-up comedy. So he can steal your bit, but it means nothing because he's not funny. But even like when he ch- stole the Bud Light joke from the guy, and then he had to admit he stole the Bud Light joke from the guy, the guy <laughs> called him out on it. But it's like that's what he does. He's just a thief. He has no talent. All of his logos, everything he does <laughs> is ripped off. And he admits it now. So let me know your thoughts in the comments. So the press run continues with Jim Norton and his wife. They went on to Adam Carolla. I'm going to play this to give you my thoughts on it. They're apparently doing a press run to promote their YouTube channel, Nikki and Jim, so go subscribe to that. But he said something here that I found interesting, so let's check this out.
6: Start out in, in Norway is a, a rural farm. Girl, but yes. start out as a rural farm boy, right? Yes, in well,
7: no yes, I was never a man, though. A lot of people call me a man. I never got to be a man. I was just a boy mm-hmm. because I transitioned when I was 14, so I never made it to a manhood. Well, in Jim's throat, but <laughs> uh, she's a charmer. <laughs> a little oh. Apple. <laughs>
6: so, uh, so full post op trans. Oh, Pre-op. Shame on
5: you. I don't know all that. <laughs> Shame do. on you,
3: Adam. I don't know
5: school? school. Oh my god, if you if you get a beautiful vehicle, do you take the tires and throw them out? No, you enjoy the vehicle. You enjoy the I love Nikki as she is. No, no change. Oh no, so all the the <laughs> former
7: male bets. She has a dick. Okay, that's, I
6: what I, that's, what I, that's what I wanted to say. Are you okay with me
7: phrasing it like that? Yes. <laughs> okay. I've gotten to the point where I'm so comfortable with who I am, and I thought that I would have a lot of surgeries because that's kind of the trans code, I guess. So I thought mm-hmm. I would be having a lot of stuff done in the face, in the boobs, and maybe even down there just to look good in a pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. just happy that I've come to a point where I'm comfortable with being who I am, whatever that is, a transsexual, a trans,
6: yeah, you know, whatever so, it is. You know, back in the day, because I did Loveline, you know, and we had all the terminology. We had uh, transvestite. We had crossdresser, and then we had pre-op and post-op transvestite. And we had all these lanes. Right. But you don't really do the lanes anymore. So I'm never clear exactly what lane people are in. I'm, I'm sure am clear now. Yeah. Like yeah. I still don't
5: know Caitlyn Jenner. Do we
6: know what, I'm assuming,
5: definitely transgender, and I'm assuming post-op, I believe post-op she said she is, Um, but with Nikki's (laughs) surgeries, I was always like, hey, it's up to you what you want to do, like, I love you as you are, I discouraged her from doing surgeries, I'm like, if you ever want to do it, I love you, so do what you want, but I I love her as she is, and I didn't want her to change anything, I'm like, you don't, there's nothing I think you need to change, you don't need anything on your face, nothing needs to change,
6: unless you really want it.
7: I'm just happy that I got to the point where I was comfortable with that, yeah.
6: Yeah, all right. Good. Just, uh, Caitlin is post-op, it says on my board. On my I believe so, yeah.
7: Caitlin is like an OG because she was doing this back, like, and I don't know, Caitlin, but she was doing this like 40 years ago as a cross-dresser, she said, or just dressing up. So
6: in her doc, she was secretly, like, yeah. cross-dressing, mm-hmm. you know, in between, uh, Olympic trials yeah, and things and like that. Yeah, and the Wheaties photo shoots.
7: <laughs> yeah. It's a oh, tough oh, life. I think she's a very legit transsexual. Yeah,
6: 100%. Yeah. yeah. this line because she's she's sort of pro transsexual but then she gets on the wrong side politically well, of K- a lot of Katelyn people she
7: did a reality yes. show I don't know if you guys remember but I remember she did a reality show and I thought it was wonderful the idea it was all other trans girls on the show and I kind of feel like they attacked Caitlin. like, they, because Caitlin was political in a way, I guess, maybe a bit more conservative. But who cares? I mean, and they were all trying to lecture her on how to be trans. Meanwhile, she's cross-trans for how long? 30 years. Yeah. So, and then the show just flopped, and then everyone started to just kind of think that now she's this political right. figure, and I guess that's what she is now. She kicked it. The- door in for a lot of people she, of she people. put it in the conversation and then people are still going to lecture her and on, when, on how to when be when Caitlyn jenner is. went on the vanity fair article i swear to god it changed transgender or this trans world forever because when she did the vanity fair every radio station in the world micro countries were talking about Caitlyn jenner so how? at that point you couldn't turn shut the door
6: so we talked about jim's parents being open-minded uh how about yes. your parents
7: very open-minded well my mom was a bit confused when she found out because she's like what are you a transvestite and i'm like well no i want to be a girl she was very confused i think but she's been very accepting my whole family has been and they're relatively more old school i guess but they've been very accepting
5: i meant with Jim. He's a mess.
7: Yeah, <laughs> <Don't, laughs> we don't mind the transition
5: with this blinking middle. <laughs> you're this fucking, this this man with natural tits in the house. Get rid of him. <laughs> Are they cool with Jim too? Yes, they love Jim. Wow.
6: Yes. Yeah. This is a this is a, a mitzvah because this is pretty rare that both sets of parents. Because yeah. there's a there's a lot to digest on both sides of this aisle. Sure. You know, you're yeah. both pretty non-conventional people and there's reasons why conventional parents would not be is accepting with open arms for very 100% a lot of reasons, yeah, and they're both good.
5: Yeah, and it's weird like the thing with us is our, our marriage is a pretty normal marriage. We bicker about the same things everybody else does. Our relationship is fairly it, it's not this kind of special interest thing that we're always talking about issues and you know, more people who like trans women just be with the person you like. Like that's there's no messaging from us. It's just that if you like somebody, be with that person. If you're in love, yeah. marry the person. Uh because we want to show people that we're just a regular couple and I guess that's not the message that they want in Hollywood they want some extreme bullshit uh but we're funny together we have a great life together and nice. I'm very happy that we're married I've never thought I'd like being married but I love can't
7: it. think of any other guy who's in the industry who's married a transgender maybe behind closed door but I don't know I can't think of one yeah you don't hear it a lot I mean but I can't um, think of one neither. so
5: yeah I, um,
6: think of one gem. I don't know I can't uh, I can't think um uh, Oh, no,
5: no, I can't think of. I, I can't think, think of, of anyone. But eventually, you'll get to the point where like uh, Pedro Pascal. Uh, his name is right. Pedro yeah. Pascal. Bro, I think he has a trans sister. He brought to an award show, and they wrote about that, which is great. But it will eventually come to the point where they won't write about it because it'll be common. People will just be bringing trans wives and girlfriends and sisters but and brothers to award shows, and it won't seem like anything. But when at all.
7: people were becoming more, when was when we became more accepting to be gay, like now people <coughs> are starting to also get trans people and their families, too, because it's becoming more and more common. So, yeah, yeah, I think there's a basketball player or something who has a trans daughter. Dwayne Wade, I think. Dwayne Wade has
6: yes. yes. a trans daughter,
5: and um, Magic Johnson has, like, a...
7: Oh, yeah, I don't know if he has a
5: daughter, or is his son
6: gay,
7: son or is he transitioned? I very, just don't know. Very flamboyant. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
6: yeah. yeah. And, and uh, the, the Will and Jada Pinkett Smith have some things that are sort of straddle the line Yes, the kids to park.
2: Okay, so, um, Jim Norton discouraged her from getting surgery. Uh, now, I know transgender now is just everything, but technically speaking, she has had no surgeries and, uh, no breast implants, nothing chopped off. I would assume took, uh, pills or whatever drugs to stop puberty or something like that but eh, that's what jimmy like i'm more interested though and the press run he is doing just to promote the youtube channel because they are in the last year of their contract on the jim and sam show and the way they're talking that's not getting picked back up just the way they're talking and uh there's a set number of shows shows for the year, so they are probably not going to get re-signed, and I'm guessing he just sees this new YouTube channel that he's doing with his wife, and uh, stand up as probably the path forward, that's why he's doing a press run with her, and trying to build up the YouTube channel, and they got, he's got that, what, Soraya person who works for the Jim and Sam show doing the camera work for it. So I mean, one would think you'd go on a press run and be like, yeah, I'm on the Jim and Sam show, but like, nope, it's all about the YouTube channel. So I think he sees the writing on the wall that Sirius is probably not going to pick that show back up with him and Sam. Sam's probably just going to focus on his YouTube thing and, the wrestling, because I know he works for WWE too. So, but I mean, it's still crazy that Jim Norton got married though, and that he likes being married. I mean, hilarious, <laughs> funny. I didn't see it coming. Although the marriage thing, who he married? Yeah, well, he's been telling us that his whole career, basically. Finally, well, let me know. Your- the Brendan Schaub lawsuit is officially over. Brendan Schaub filed this lawsuit two years ago, and we got a decision from the judge yesterday. So let's go ahead and read this decision. I'm not going to go through the entire thing. It's a long legalese thing, but let's just get to the point of the matter. Since Mr. Swindell's videos are unlikely to function... As substitutes for the copyrighted videos in the original and potential derivative markets, the fourth fair use factor weighs in Mr. Swindell's favor. But a use that has no demonstrable effect upon the potential market for or the value of the copyrighted work need not be prohibited in order to protect the author's incentive to create the prohibition of such Uses would merely inhibit access to ideas without any countervailing benefit. Weighing the factors and circumstances, weighing the factors together with the instant circumstances, the court concludes that Mr. Swindell's use of the copyrighted material is fair, Three of the four statutory factors weigh in Mr. Swindell's favor. And Mr. Swindell's use of the copyrighted material serves a public benefit. See, I'm doing the public a benefit by trashing Brendan Jobs. It's now officially in, codified in law. We are all going to be doing a greater good and a benefit for society by trashing that unfunny piece of shit. So, <laughs> but uh, see, Campbell provides social benefit by shedding light on an earlier work and, in the process, creating a new one. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah, and nah, uh, all the way to the end. Because Mr. Swindell's use of the copyrighted material is fair, the plaintiff's motion for summary judgment is denied and the defendant's motion for summary judgment is granted. It is so ordered, the judge. So, I won this lawsuit. I took on those monster lawyers. (laughs) I went to those, I seen those friends in dark places and I looked in their face and laughed. Said, your client's an idiot oh, I've got so much to talk about this case. I'm not going to do it right exactly now because right now my number one focus is getting my original YouTube channel back. So it would do me a great favor if you took the like Twitter or something or is it now called X? I don't call it X, I call it Twitter. And just, you know, tweet at YouTube. Please reinstate unique channel. I've already sent them all these documents and stuff. Hopefully I can get my channels back because they were only taken down because of this lawsuit. And I have one. The judgment is in my favor. How much money do you think he spent on this? How much money? Ah, and how much did he get ripped off by his representation who told this guy that maybe he had a chance of winning this? He had no chance in hell of winning this. And they should have known that when um, I missed the deposition day. I was supposed to go show up to the deposition. And uh, (laughs) um, I missed it. And then we did it another day. And they were like, well, Mr. Swindells didn't show up for the deposition. So he he owes us $1,300. And the judge is like, no, 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 he doesn't. He doesn't owe you anything. And they became obsessed with how I was – doing so well against them in court and they tried forcing the judge to like have me give them personal info and at one point the judge just says um, to Brendan Chobb's lawyer um, if you ask about this one more time I'm going to order that Mr. Swindells has to have a lawyer and your client's going to pay for it and needless to say they never brought it up Ever again? Oh my God! The hilarity of this lawsuit was so funny. The deposition of I me in a law office in Providence with dummy's lawyer on Zoom. Answering questions, in my, the most hilarious thing, the entire time he's calling him Brian Schaub. He doesn't even know Schaub's name. And at, even at the end of the deposition, uh, the stenographer was like, um, the entire time you said the wrong name? Uh, is it okay if we, I just switched this? And they asked that to get my permission. I was like, yeah, sure, I don't care. But, I mean, this whole thing was insane to begin with all this because of that stupid Super Bowl video in which he got caught slipping the chick his phone number and by the way it's not like I created that video that video was on the fighter and the kids subreddit that had over a hundred thousand subscribers to that reddit and I was just commented on it but my god Another thing that screwed in this, by the way, was how much lying he did about this case in general. This guy, on two separate occasions, on video, lied and said he was suing me for defamation when he was suing for copyright. Trust me, that was sent to the court, and that weighed heavily in the decision that they made here. They knew this was a scam the entire time. Oh. Oh, let's talk about the thing, so... This all came down to really like four videos, technically, because that's what they did the copyright lawsuit for. And then they were like, after the deposition, his lawyer was like, uh, We'll talk settlement. Uh, how about just uh, you, you agree to what we want, and you only have to pay us a dollar? I was like, no no no, 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 no. You're so losing this case. I'm not doing that in any way, shape, or form. Because they threatened to go after my new channel and everything. They were like, Uh you don't want us going after your new channel, you should now like bring it, buddy. Uh dummies got daddy's money, but you ain't got that much of daddy's money to just keep wasting like that. But like I said, hopefully I got my main channel back and then my live streaming channel back. Like I said, I've already been emailing YouTube, but you know, it's been two years, but they still, they still do have it. The, Cause they emailed me back one thing saying that, telling me how many strikes I had on the channel. So they still do have info on the channel. I'm assuming the channel is still up. I mean, it still exists somewhere. It's just, and they could just bring it back easy. I don't know, hopefully, but I defeated that idiot. What a dummy. How much money do you think he spent on this? How much? It had to have been... Probably... It's been going on for two years. At least a half a million. At least. I would think. And that dummy's probably just sitting around like, Did we win? And his lawyer's like, No, you lost stupid. Thanks for the money. You never had a chance idiot. What a dumbass. But I defeated Schaub. There's only one person on the internet now who could say they fully defeated him. It was me. And the judge in that thing basically encouraged me and everyone else to keep trashing him. It does the public a benefit. But, uh, yeah. Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Like I said, it would help me out a lot. You can go to Twitter and tweet at YouTube to help get my channel reinstated.
7: I'm Detroit. Detroit.